praise. Can we do that? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We welcome you. We love you, God. God, we, we welcome your presence and your word tonight. Minister to us and speak to us. Fill us with your joy, God. Fill us with life tonight. Would you go ahead and just invite God to, to speak to you? Lord God, speak to me. Fill me with, with joy. Fill me with, uh, with confidence. Thank you, Lord, that you pour out your love on each and every one of us tonight and that you help us to grow in faith. And God, tonight we grab a hold of faith and we release it as well. We take it, but we release it to see things change in our life. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, hey, if you have your Bibles, pull them out and then also get out a a notepad or something like that. And I want to do something a little bit different tonight as we wrap up this series on the spirit of faith. We've talked about faith from a number of angles, and I don't even remember all the titles but I know some of the things that we've talked about. Uh, of course, the spirit of faith is what we kicked off with and identifying that Joshua and Caleb, they had a different spirit, didn't they? There was something that was unique about them that they, uh, they had that distinguished them from the others who did not uh, inherit the promises of God. And what was different about them? Man, these guys believed what God said was true and that he would do it. And they believed that they were able to receive the promises of God for them. And so they were, uh, they were upset when everyone else said, no, we can't have it. We can't have it. We've got to be careful when we start talking with people and then they, they start telling us, ah, it's not going to happen for you or can't happen for us. We can't join in on that talk. We have to sit there and stand our ground graciously but strongly and say, God's promises are for me, right? They're going to happen. And when you're married, you need to do it with your spouse. When you've got a buddy you know, that, that you're talking to, you need to do it with your friends. Encourage each other. No, you, you know what? It's different for us. Our case is different. Because God is on our side, and He'll do what He said He'd do. We talked about, so we talked about the spirit of faith, and we talked about, let's see, uh, the God kind of faith, right? The God operates by faith. God's not up there saying, I don't need faith because I'm God. No, faith comes from God. He operates this way. He, he speaks, and it happens, but He sees it in His heart. He knows what He wants to come to, pa- he wants to, come to pass, and when He speaks, it's done, and that's the God kind of faith. Faith that we're talking about, God kind of faith, is not simply blind faith, like, oh, I hope that this works. But it's really, man, I've caught something from the Lord on the inside, and I'm going to partner with the Lord. I believe it in my heart. I'm going to speak it out of my mouth and, uh, and release that. So we talked about how faith is a gift. We talked about the two-edged sword, that the Word of God is alive and powerful, and, and it's active, sharper than a two-edged sword, and it pierces into the soul and the spirit, and how Jesus gives a picture of him having a two-edged sword in his mouth, and you think, a sword in the mouth? But really, we understand that's two-mouthed, and the word of God, it comes from his mouth, but it needs to come from our mouth, too. We speak the word of God, in other words. So that was another teaching there. We talked about faith and patience. Uh, Faith works through patience. Let's see, what what did we talk about last week? What was it? Hindrances to faith. 
talked about a number of uh, hindrances. We talked about developing faith too, faith through patience, through meditation, and uh, by getting outside of your understanding. Last week was hindrances to faith. Thank you. So tonight I want to talk about this. The title of tonight's uh, teaching is Faith For. Faith For, F-O-R, Faith For. And so you want to write this down. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. When we're talking about faith as believers, again, we're not just talking about, yeah, I'm just going to work something up and pump myself up and, and get myself into you know, a real positive mindset here. And, and if, you know, if I can see it, I can be it. If I can blab it, I can grab it. If I, you know, it just, whatever, I, if, if I can name it, I can claim it. That's not what we're talking about. We do believe you need to see it, but that doesn't mean you're going to be it just because you can see it. There's a lot of things I can see about myself that probably are not going to happen. Like, for example, I could see myself about six foot three, <laughs> and I can, I can claim that all day long, but I don't think, and maybe it's only because I don't think it's going to happen, but really, I don't think that's going to happen. I've thought about getting a full body tattoo of like a six foot three man, and uh, I thought maybe that would work. But I would still end up 5'8", right? So anyways, so we're not just talking about like this, this uh, ridiculous uh, kind of, it's really not even faith. We wouldn't, some would say that's faith, but, but it's not faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And so when we're talking about really what are you believing God for or what would you believe, how, how would you even know if you're believing God for something in your life? Well, we really have to get back to answering this question is, do I know what God says about that? Do I have any idea? There are some things that God specifically talks about. And so you can get real good clarity and set your faith on that. Say, God, I know God says this right here. I'm believing God for this. For example, this is the will of the Lord, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Very clear, very clear, okay? So the Bible says that. So, man, if you're struggling with it, well, what am I believing God for? I'm believing God for freedom and forgiveness from that so I can, I can flee from that and, and, and overcome that, right? Uh, and some would say, well, of course. Well, no, people struggle with this. And the will of God is clear and people are stuck in it. So if you want to get free from it, I'm believing you, God, for freedom from this and victory over it. And I know it's your will that I don't do it. I know it's your will that I avoid it, and so I can believe you that I'm not going to get stuck in that. Okay, so there's a number of specific things, but there's also general things. There's general. For example, when we talk about provision, uh, the Bible doesn't talk about God providing cars for anybody because the cars did not exist. So you will not find in the Bible where God says, Ford, <laughs> Toyota, you know, <laughs> so, somebody might be praying in tongues or something, Toyota, should have bought a Honda, bought a, bought a Yamaha or something like that, you know, and then they, they think, oh, okay, the Lord wants me to buy a, a Suzuki or whatever. No, uh, that's not what the, the, the Bible doesn't say that because specifically they didn't exist. Do you know that in the Bible times that planes could fly though? Did you know they could? They absolutely could. Planes could fly 2,000 years ago. They just didn't exist. Had they existed, all the conditions would have been there for them to fly. That hasn't changed. That's irrelevant to what I'm talking about. Speci there's general things, though. I know that God, 
does not say, I'll provide you a car in the Bible. But I know that the scripture says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ, by, by Christ Jesus, his, his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So there's this general principle of God providing for us, right? And so then in that case, I can, I can believe God for this. Now, those are just some things, but you know, some people say, well, you, you, why, why do we talk about believing God for things? Because the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes people will try to get too spiritual and religious and say, you shouldn't be, you know, that's all selfish or self-focused and you should only pray about like spiritual qualities and character and you should pray and address those things. But you should, but it doesn't mean you should leave out the others because God has, he knows what you have need of before you even ask. And so things we have need of, we have need of. And, uh, and, and the Lord is our source for that too. So faith begins where the will of God is known. If you want to really believe God in, in, in a true faith, because remember, faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is how we access the provision of God. In Hebrews eleven six, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Whoever comes to him must believe that he is, or some versions would say that he exists, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So with faith, I can please God, and when I'm coming, I'm diligently seeking him, God will reward me. God will reward me. He will provide. He will supply. He will bless above uh, what I'd expect. So faith begins where the uh, will of God is known. God's word is his will. Everybody say that. God's word is his will. God's word is his will. Sometimes we're struggling on what is God's will for my life? What is God's will in this situation? The best thing we can do is dig into the word. Some things, like I said, are specific and clear. You will look up an issue and you'll see it, bam, right there in the concordance. It'll take you to several scriptures that talk about that situation. There are other situations you're facing that you might not have an exact scripture that just spells it out clearly. But this is the, the beauty of taking time in God's word is, is every thing that we, all, all knowledge, all wisdom comes from the Lord. And everything that we would basically need to know, like, I, I mean, I don't know if there's some things regards to engineering or certain stuff. I mean, the Bible maybe doesn't speak to every single area of life or every single little thing, detail of life. Maybe it, maybe it does. I mean, so many scientific discoveries were were made by people who got revelation from the word, even when we see things like the ocean currents and we see how the earth is round and so forth. Some people said, no, the church, the Christianity teaches that the earth is flat, the world is flat. Well, some churches taught that, but the Bible never taught that. And then even some people from scripture saw the revelation that, oh, when he you know, laid the circle of the deep, there's this idea that maybe it's round. Um, anyways, all that to say is, there's a lot of mysteries in the Bible, and mysteries aren't there to be like, ooh, we don't know. It's a mystery is something that's hidden, but in order to be revealed to us. So it's not to be hidden from us, 
And God's will is never to be hidden from us. God's will is to be hidden for us. But it's like a treasure that you have to seek after. And it's precious. And so there's some things where you might not know exactly what the will of God is. But when you dig and you take time and you press in and fellowship and Lord, open my eyes and speak to me, he'll show it to you. And I think there's something powerful about not seeing it when you first open up the scripture. There it is. But it's that time that you dig into it and then all of a sudden you're in it and then it boom, the light comes on, right? So the scripture says, in your light, I see light. When I'm reading the light of your word, all of a sudden the light dawns on here. So God's word is his will. And Satan always tries to question God's word or his will. He's always wanting to undermine it. From the very beginning in Genesis chapter 3, when he came to Adam and Eve, and he says to Eve, hey, eat this fruit. She says, no, we can't eat it. Well, did God really say that? You know, he goes and immediately he's questioning, did God really say that? Well, God knows something else. So he's, he's saying what he said is not really what he knows or what he wants to happen. He just said that. And so he's always trying to get us to think, well, I know the, the Bible says this, but, but surely my experience tells me. Surely my friend's experience tells me. Or it hasn't happened yet or doesn't look like it's going to happen. Or maybe he didn't really mean that. Or maybe he knows what's best for me and it's not that. Uh, let me tell you something. This is what's best for you. This is what's best for you. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, from God above, with whom there is no shadow, no variation of turning. I mean, every angle you look at him, he's good. He's good. And so for him to say, you know what? All my promises are really good, but they're just not for you. Um, that, would, that would mean he's unfaithful to his word. Now, there are reasons why Christians don't receive. There are reasons why Christians don't receive and because we're not in alignment, and it doesn't change God's word and his will. There are times where we need to get into repentance. We need to get right with God. We need to get in alignment with faith, or we need to be patient, or we need to make things right relationally, right? Anyways, uh, but God's word is his will. And so we have got to trust God at his word. Satan always wants to undermine God's word and will and get us to question, is his word really his will for me? Okay. So um, faith begins where the knowledge of or, or the will of God is known. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. Romans ten seventeen. I know I've said this every week, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. How am I going to get faith? I'm going to find what the Word of God says. When I find out what the Word of God says, I found out what the will of God is. When I found out what the will of God is through what the Word of God says, then, then I, I start digging in on it and I, just, I meditate on it. You know, I'm reading it. I'm processing it. And faith comes. All of a sudden inside of me, something comes alive and I believe that. I believe it. And so 
there's a situation in, in, in Rich's life that he might be struggling with or dealing with or questioning, and that's different than, than Daryl. And so as they're both digging into the Word and, and they're hearing the Word, they might even get the same Scripture, and yet one of them gets a certain answer from the Lord, and the other one just thinks, that's a great Scripture. But then all of a sudden, another Scripture comes along, and man, here's the answer for the other. Here's the answer for the other. We're, we're, faith is being built, but all of a sudden, there's something that God connects with, your, with you on the inside, in your spirit. That's when you receive that rhema word, that, that word, we would say it like maybe it's fresh from heaven, fresh baked bread. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Look with me in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. And I'm going somewhere with this that, so we can actually put this into practice and we can walk through it tonight. And I want to do, do a certain exercise with you. So I hope you've stretched. Maybe not that exercise. All right, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says this. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, that's good. How many of you want God to hear you when you pray, right? And the Bible says we have this kind of confidence, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And so this is important because sometimes people would say, well, if it be your will, God, do this. If it's your will, do that, or can you do this? And if not, that's okay, God. I'm just checking, you know. And you don't have confidence that God hears you when you're praying like that. There are times in the scripture when, when it's mentioned about we don't know what God's will is. And almost every time that has to do with, hey, if I'm traveling over here to come see you. <laughs> I don't know what God's will is in the future for that. I'll come to see you if it's within the will of God. Or in James it says, why do you say you're going to go to such and such a place and spend a year there and make money? You don't even know what tomorrow holds. You say if it's the will of the Lord. If, you, if it's God's will. But so, so, so when it comes to that, like maybe, you know, when someone says, hey, let's get together for dinner. You know, you have those friends that you never actually get together with, but you say, hey, let's get together. Then you can just say, if it's the will of the Lord. We don't know. If it's the will of the Lord. <laughs> you guys have friends like that where you've said, yeah, we've been trying to get together, but you really haven't? Okay. Maybe it's just me. Okay, but verse 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked him. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So if I know what God's will is, I'll have confidence. And if I ask anything according to his will, I know that he hears us. And I know that if he hears us, because I'm asking according to his will, then I know that he'll answer. Do you catch what he's saying? God will answer when you pray according to his will. Sometimes you've heard this said, you know, sometimes when, when we pray, God gives three answers. Yes, no, or what's the third one? Is it wait? Maybe? <laughs> you know, we just throw something in there. Yes, no, or wait. And uh, I do know that patience is required. I do know that time frames uh, are not always our time frames. And so I know there's process and development. But if you're getting a no from God, that means you're not asking according to his will. 
If God is saying no, it's not his will. And so don't ask it, in other words. You don't need to. Well, what if I don't know? Well, find out. And if you still don't know, God, I don't know what your will is on this. Would you help me know? Would you help me know? (laughs) Show me, tell me, teach me. Because I need to know so I can ask. God's desire is not to sit there and pick and choose and say, I'm going to answer him and not her. When it's, if it's the will of God, the Bible says when we ask according to the will of God, we have what we, we, have what we ask. When we ask according to the will of God, are there some things that we don't know what the will of God is? Absolutely. So again, what do we do? Find out. <laughs> and in that case, if we don't know, Pray in the Spirit. <laughs> like, I don't know, God. If I'm praying for somebody and I know what the general will of God is, I'm going to pray the word. But if they're not in alignment, for, if they're not in alignment to receive, there's something I don't know going on, I don't know that. But I'm just going to pray. Somebody comes to me with marriage problems, terrible marriage. You know what I'm always going to pray for? God, Bring mercy, forgiveness towards one another and bring unity. Keep them safe, God. I'm always going to go for the will of God being marriage. Sometimes people say, we're better off now. We're better off now. Well, you might be better off than that current situation, but the best thing would have been for you to reconcile. However, both parties aren't always willing to reconcile. And so the Bible even says, hey, if that unbeliever, for example, wants to depart, let him depart. But I know that God's desire is for good, solid, healthy marriages. If someone is sick, I'm always praying for healing. Always praying for healing. Because Jesus already paid for it. And so why would, why would I think, you know what? I think your healing is just going to come in the form of death, buddy. Like, I mean, ultimately, I believe that you are, you are the full and final healings when you go to heaven. And that's like the full package deal. I believe that. But I don't, have, I, I don't have any knowledge of God's will from his word that says some people just, it's not his will. Everything I see about Jesus when he's interacting with someone who's asking for healing is healing. And I've prayed for a lot of people that uh, I have not seen them get healed, like miraculously or supernaturally or anything. I've, and I'll keep praying for them. And I don't know why, but I'll keep praying for them because I see it in God's word. So sometimes there's other things that I don't know, right? But as much as you can know from the word, you get that on the inside and you pray according to the word because that's faith begins where the knowledge of God's will is known. So that's the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and we know if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we've asked of him. That gives that, us the confidence and faith and expectation. In the areas where we're, we're sh- shaky in the, the knowledge of God's will, we're going to be shaky in our faith. Um, praying according to God's will gets, gets answers. You build your confidence by meditating on the word of God. So it says, this is the confidence we have in him, if we ask anything. Uh, we know he hears us. We build our confidence by meditating the word of God. Joshua 1.8, I'll just briefly refer you back to that. But it's where God said to Joshua, this book of the law, 
shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Man, God's going to be showing up in your life in a big time way because you meditate on the word of God and you're chewing on it day and night. You're talking to God about it. You're talking to yourself about it. You're processing that and that builds your confidence because you're got, you, you know the will of God and you're convinced of the will of God. Uh, Mark eleven twenty four. Have we gone over that verse yet? This series? Not today. You guys remember this one? This is where Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When should we believe that we receive? After we get it? When? When we pray. That's when we should believe that we receive it. So when I say in Jesus' name, amen, I want to position myself according to the scripture that says, believe that you receive them when you pray. Well, I just prayed for money, for my bills to be paid. In Jesus' name, amen. But there's no money. (laughs) Like in my hand. It's not in my wallet. It's not in my bank account. So how do I believe that I receive it if I really haven't received it? Well, this is where that faith comes in of, no, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, you have unlimited ways to provide. (laughs) I just presented my need, my request to you in faith according to your word. I believe I received it, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And then when someone talks to you about your bills, they say, how's that going? Oh, man, it's terrible. I'm about to lose everything. I've been praying, and God's not answering. Well, then chances are if you respond that way, did you believe? Are you believing? No, you're probably not believing. So you have to go back and say, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm saying two different things. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I repent of that. Thank you for your provision. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone asks you, how's it going? Well, guess what? I prayed and I'm believing God for provision. I'm believing that God provides. Well, have you got the money yet? Well, I'm believing that God provides, right? Well, you sound dumb. That's all right. I could sound dumb and hopeful or I can sound dumb and broke. Right? <laughs> you could say whatever you want, but I'm believing that God provides. And guess what? When all of a sudden God provides, and I sound, I won't sound so dumb, will I? Oh, yeah, I knew it was going to come through for you, buddy. <laughs> I knew all along it would happen for you. But look at this. So he said, therefore, I say to you, whatever thing you ask, there's that word things, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That word receives them, it's a, it's a Greek word, lambano, and it, it's like Spanish, lambano, uh, lambano, and it means, you know, to receive, but it also means to take hold of, to lay hold of it. And so he said, when, believe that you take hold of them, and you'll have it. Believe that you, so when you're praying, you take hold of that thing that you're praying for in faith right there. 
and, and you don't let it go. You get to be like a bulldog who latches on to that, you know, tire, that stake. You ever see those pit bulls that they, they run and they grab a hold of a tire and they'll hang from it like on a rope and not touching the ground? And some of those things, they, they'll hang up there like till, till the lightning strikes or whatever. My, my grandma used to say, if you get bit by a lizard, you won't let go till the lightning strikes. And I would always think, oh man, don't get bit by a lizard. Don't get bit by a lizard. You would not let go till the thunderstorms or whatever. And, uh, but, you know, this dog that has these jaws that will bite onto it and not let go. That's the picture. He says, when you pray, whatever things that, that, that you ask when you pray, believe that you take hold of it, that you grab it for yourself, that you don't let go of it, and you'll have them. So there's that, that, that bulldog faith that I am gripping onto this. I'm grabbing a hold of this that I'm praying for, and I'm not going to let go uh, and I'm committed to stand for eternity. I'm committed to stand in faith for eternity. When you're committed to stand in faith for eternity, a couple years isn't that long. 10, 20 years isn't that long. Because I'm committed to stand and believe God for eternity. And so, yeah, my body might be aging. Yes, seasons might be changing. I am going to stand until I receive, and I'm going to believe God's word. I'm going to believe God's word. Uh, that's what we do. We take hold of it. We, we lay hold of it. Okay. So we've talked about this over the past few weeks of, of really, you know, building our faith and, and, and growing in faith, developing faith, having faith, using our faith, and so forth. And so tonight's message is faith for how do, how do I gain faith for blank? You fill in the blank. How do I gain faith for that? 2 Corinthians 13.1 is a scripture here that says something. 2 Corinthians 13.1 says, This will be the third time I am coming to you. And then he quotes an Old Testament verse saying, By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. So there's this principle of when you have, well, in this case, he's referencing, it's like if someone's accused of a crime, said, if there's only one accuser, you can't prosecute that person because it's basically his word against his word. And he said, but when there's two or three witnesses, man, that's pretty much a, a done deal. That's kind of the concept or the idea. And there's something about when we're trying to grab a hold of faith that it's important not just to grab one scripture. Not just to, to, to hold on to one scripture, but find two or three that confirm and speak to the thing you're believing God about. And, and let that two or three witnesses establish you in your faith. 